We're doing things a little differently on this episode of C-Suite. After speaking to several leading experts in cybersecurity, we've learned a lot about how we can all stay connected and protected online. That's why we decided to compile the best cyber tips we've received from our brilliant guests in one value-packed episode. No matter your age or your level of digital expertise, everyone can benefit from knowing how to prevent cyber attacks before they happen. This is C-Suite, the podcast where you'll hear stories from real people, leaders, and cybersecurity experts about how to stay connected and protected. Every episode, we'll explore different cyber challenges and highlight the many ways we can enhance our online security, reduce the likelihood of attacks, and improve our digital confidence. I'm your host, Claudette McGowan. Let's start with you, the individual. Hmm? What can we all do to prevent cybercrime in our everyday lives? In our episode on ransomware, TD expert Robert said the first step is being cautious about who you're interacting with online. I would say that at the end of the day, really, really be careful. Be careful with how you navigate online, right? People are people can be very trusting. We all can be very trusting and we want to engage with with everyone and, and build community, especially at this time when we, we find ourselves at home. So as we connect online and as we engage and do everything from social activities to paying bills online to really make sure that, that people are being smart with what they share and, and how they share it. But what if you don't even realize that you're interacting with someone? Many types of cybercrime will masquerade as something else, drawing the user in unknowingly. Cheryl, my colleague from our robocalls episode, used free Wi-Fi as an example. Free Wi-Fi is not your friend. So do not, do not use free Wi-Fi without using a VPN. And if you don't know what a VPN is, that's a, a virtual private network that shields your internet transmission. So if you're sitting in Starbucks, enjoying some time alone, or you're in a hotel room, you can access your information safely because it's shielded through this tunnel. But you don't want it to be out in the open, especially if you're connecting to somebody else's Wi-Fi. We like to say, uh, trust but verify, or in some cases, trust no one. In our episode on business email compromise, TD expert Kelly stressed the importance of looking at your digital footprint defensively. In other words, taking time to view your online activity in the same way that a cyber criminal might. Here's Kelly explaining how the average person can do this. I think the best top two security tips I could give to anyone would be one, change your passwords often. Make them hard, make it complicated, but change them often every 60 to 90 days. And then second, really go back and take a look at yourself from a cyber criminal's perspective. What information have you posted about yourself online? Take a look at your LinkedIn profile. Take a look at your Facebook, your Instagram. Take a look at those accounts and see how much of your life you're presenting to someone who might want to use that in a criminal or adversarial manner and try to lock that down. 
While looking at your digital footprint from a threat actor's perspective, you might discover that the answer is more simple than you imagined, like changing your passwords. Vice President of George Brown College, Dr. Rick Hybrex, outlined just how important this straightforward cyber tip can be. My own two personal cybersecurity tips, and one is close to the discussion we've had around robocalls, not, not picking up numbers I don't know, and not engaging uh, with phone calls that don't sound right. Seems to be an easy one, but as we said earlier, may be difficult at times. And the other one, which is, is hard, frankly, is make sure you implement proper password management. It sounds simple, but between all the applications we all rely on, the number of passwords, the different uh, frequency by which we have to renew them, it's only easy to pick an, a password we already know and add an exclamation mark or some sort of a sign at the end. It's kind of the first line of defense that we can completely control. These are all cyber tips that we can adopt in our personal lives. But what about at home with our kids? When it comes to protecting kids online, my colleague Corey said it's all about creating a safe space for children to speak openly about their digital activity. Avoid using your personal information, putting it out there. And, you know, I respect and with kids in particular. I would say just have a relationship where you can talk to somebody about things you're seeing online that makes them uncomfortable. Again, it's, it's, it's basic stuff. Keep your information safe and report stuff that makes you uncomfortable. And what about at work? We asked Patrick Peterson, CEO and co-founder of Agari, what his cyber tips were for employees who want to stay protected on the job. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, so number one, just really exercise that common sense. If this is not a request you normally get, if it doesn't look authentic, if it's something outside the norm, stop. Take a beat and think, does this make sense? And if not, if you're concerned, take that extra minute to make the phone call, You know, send the Slack or the Teams note and verify. I think the second thing that you can do then is just practice good, basic, safe cyber hygiene. Don't click on links without looking where they go first. Keep your software up to date. Those are the two things that will help employees a lot to do the right thing by their companies. But stay away from those awful situations we've talked about uh, where you've wired money or sent confidential information or, God forbid, bought some gift cards for a criminal and are left with a really uncomfortable situation for your firm. While staying safe online is incredibly important for us and our loved ones, business leaders must also take action to protect their organizations. A recent cybercrime report found that companies have seen security breaches grow by 67% over the past five years. And these breaches aren't cheap. In 2018 alone, cyber attacks on companies in the US resulted in a total loss of over $27 million. What can businesses, especially smaller startups, do to protect themselves? Here's what Young Wu, CEO of Mars Discovery District in Toronto, had to say. What's most interesting to me about what I see in the Mars ecosystem is that we're starting to see companies that are being built to help other companies to address these issues. 
There's a company called Idolis. I believe they're based out of the BC area. They're a Mars supported company as well. And they've built a IoT supply chain security platform. It's called FACT, Framework for Analysis and Coordinated Trust. And they've been adopted by the Department of Homeland Security. So they've actually used AI technology and correlated the information from these really diverse sources and basically correlated that with the firmware that's in IoT devices. So the issue we just talked about, IoT devices, talking fridges, you know, uh, data-aware speakers and automated lights being a wormhole into your environment, they've actually figured out a way to provide assurance that uh, these IoT devices and their subcomponents are legitimate and they're tamper-free and they're safe, which is a huge problem. If you relied on every individual manufacturer to try and provide that level of assurance, no manufacturer will be able to produce their products. And so they don't actually. So this is one way for us to try and address a systemic issue with a systemic solution. Few people can offer better advice than business leaders who have experienced cybercrime firsthand. After a cybersecurity firm called FireEye was breached in 2020, CEO Kevin Mandia had some valuable tips for enterprise leaders to stay protected. When the best in the world are going to target you, they're going to be successful. And that folks will say that's defeatism. I don't mean it to sound that way. I always operate with two principles that I think are, are critical is you have to create communications that you assume are world readable and especially an email. So the infamous craft every email you send, whether personal or business, as if it's on the front pages. And that's hard for folks to do. And then for many folks, remind them of the permanence of the activities that you do online, whether it's social media or anything else. So this isn't even security. It's almost like a behavioral thing. Make sure your email can't be interpreted the wrong way. People know your intentions when you respond to emails. And I I operate that way when I choose to use email to communicate and then again, the permanence of anything you post, any opinion you have, tends to outlast and could very well outlast our physical lives. And that'll probably be more important because I'm of a generation that had a different definition of privacy than I think folks 30 to 40 years younger than me have. And as they waive that right to privacy by putting their lives on Facebook and tweeting all the time, they need to recognize the permanence. And I know we're trying to put the cat back in the bag with with GDPR in Europe and you know, to make some things less permanent. But the reality is all our activities online could very well be permanent without even our knowledge. And what about keeping your customers safe? For Aaron Ellison, head of Pinterest Canada, it's important for platform owners and business leaders to be proactive about protecting their users. If you create a platform of any kind where human beings communicate directly or indirectly, you have a responsibility to mitigate the negative things that happen on that platform, even if these were not things you ever envisioned when you built it. And so I think it's really important that all platform owners of all sizes understand what very proactive actions they can take, what resources and technology they can invest in to actively shut down misbehavior. 
after hearing these cyber tips from cybersecurity experts and digital leaders, here are three key takeaways. First, cybercrime can be scary, but it's not completely out of our control. Simple things like regularly updating our passwords can significantly improve our chances of avoiding cybercrime. By taking stock of our digital footprint, we can make small adjustments that can have a world of impact down the road. Second, it never hurts to be more cautious online. Cyber attacks can often hide in unexpected places like free Wi-Fi networks or unknown phone calls. As individuals, parents, and employees, we must think critically about our digital activity and be careful about the information we put out there. And third, stay educated on prevention techniques. With so many new platforms and technologies being created, threat actors are finding new avenues for cyber attacks. By asking questions, being critical, and listening to resources like this podcast, we can all do our part to protect ourselves, our businesses, and our loved ones. I want to give a huge thank you to all of our incredible guests for taking the time to share their cyber tips with us. And thank you for listening to C-Suite. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a rating and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm Claudette McGowan. We're currently working on season two of C-Suite. Until then, remember, with over 4 billion of us online, we have to do everything possible to keep ourselves connected and protected.